This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Well, I was quite shocked. Uh, I've, I've been in the ministry for, for two months now, and uh, conservation authorities have, have ski hills, they have golf courses, splash pads, water parks. Uh, they've really expanded what they believe is their mandate, and, and at the end of the day, they have the ability to charge whatever fee increases they want to the municipalities, and they have no choice but to absorb those costs. So they're really unaccountable to municipalities who are, are footing the majority of their bills. There you go. That was earlier today, the Minister of Environment, Conservation and Parks, Jeff Urich, uh, outlining that uh, they are going to clip the wings, I guess, of the conservation authorities in the province of Ontario for austerity reasons. And uh, this is not an insignificant file. According to Conservation on, uh, Ontario, the province's conservation authorities own 150,000 acres of land in the province and operate more than 500 conservation areas. But the uh, missive to these conservation authorities has uh, actually caught uh, many of them uh, by surprise, blindsided them, and they're uh, very, very much perturbed by this. Let's find out exactly what's in play here. The general manager of the Upper Thames Conservation Authority is Ian Wilcox, and he's joined the Oakley Show this afternoon here at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. Wilcox, uh, were you shocked by this letter that was sent out? Yeah, I, I certainly was. We got it uh, Friday evening at 6.30 with, with no warning, and... Um, you know, it's short and brief, but it, it is definitely direction for conservation authorities to greatly reduce the scope of programs and operations that they have um, now. And certainly in your introduction, you know, the minister spoke to a very small part of what conservation authorities do. But unfortunately, the direction captures far, far more of what we do around water quality, around tree planting and naturalization, around outdoor education, around species at risk, around invasive species. All of those things have been deemed, I guess, uh, unimportant by the province. All right. Well, okay. Uh, what you're doing is basically discounting that he thinks they've uh, you've expanded too much. You've become uh, somewhat bloated in terms of what's being offered, splash pads. And he talked about things that I guess I can almost suggest that uh, he was intimating were frivolous. How would you respond? Uh, yeah, I would respond. Part of uh, our operations, we are major landholders in the province for environmental reasons. Much of what we own are floodplain lands, wetlands, um, but we do, uh, in many cases, and what you're referencing there, we own dams and reservoirs as part of our flood control function. And in the interest of public money building and operating those systems, it makes sense to provide the opportunity for the public to come and enjoy recreation. Those operations are typically completely cost recovery so in the case of our own conservation authority, you know, we have camping, we have uh, boating on the lakes, but certainly the province does not contribute a nickel towards any of those operations. In our case, the municipalities do not contribute toward those operations. They're completely funded by the users uh, of those facilities. And frankly, the, uh, the local communities want these, communi- these opportunities to take advantage of public lands, to enjoy the outer doors. So when we have them here, we have the opportunity to showcase conservation projects while they're getting outdoors and uh, in- enjoying some of our natural spaces. Well, are you uh, suggesting then that the province is mischaracterizing how these uh, conservation authorities are funded? You just said they're not really funded by the province, and the province is saying this is all being done to conserve cash. Yeah, I'll, I'll be very blunt. The In the case of the Upper Thames River Conservation Authority, the province pays 3% of our budget. 
the list of programs that they have deemed as uh, no longer necessary, none of them are funded by the province. So I'm at a loss to understand, you know, if, if the motivation for these changes is fiscally driven, uh, the loss of our tree planting programs, our water quality monitoring and improvement programs, our outdoor education, that won't save the province of nickel because they don't contribute anything towards those operations. All right. Dave, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, so uh, who then does underwrite all of these things that you're talking about? Uh, for our conservation authority, municipalities pay about 30% of our budget, and the remainder comes in through what I call user fees, like park and campground users, but also private landowners, you know, paying their cost of trees or conservation projects on their land. And a quarter of our money, 25%, is our staff uh, hustling for short-term contracts from foundations, from banks, from the federal government. It's taking the municipal dollars we receive, approaching any other funder, the private sector included, and asking them to match it. And for example, last week, um, our, our authority is located near London, so City of Woodstock is here. Toyota uh, Motor Manufacturing is a big plant there. Toyota donated $60,000 towards uh, local tree planting efforts, naturalization efforts, and outdoor education projects. So this is you know, their contribution. Private sector seeing this as critical and important to the local environment. Um, and yet the direction we received Friday evening suggests we are to wind down operations in all of those areas. So it seems to be a contradiction between what the minister is requesting and what our local stakeholders, private sector, municipalities uh, feel is important here. See, this is why I can't understand what's in play. Pardon me for it. I'm trying to follow it. But if you're not taking a financial hit because you're still being supported from these various revenue streams and the government's really got very little to add to that, uh, how would that impact future programming? You're just, uh, are you facing a directive to wind things down just unilaterally without funding being an issue? That's, that appears to be the case. The directive was to wind down those operations, not for fiscal reasons, just to wind them down. But ironically, the few things the province does want us to focus on, and, and they are critical things around flood control, around protecting our drinking water supplies, around managing lands we own, those things are partially supported by the province, and yet I'll pick on flood control for example, so operation of dams and dikes and flood warning systems. The funding for that was cut by 50% this past spring, and in Friday's memo, we were directed and strongly encouraged that we should not use our user fees or approach the municipalities to make up that shortfall. So again, I'm getting a mixed message that this work is critical, needs to continue, but you're not, we are not able to generate the revenue we need to, to operate effectively. So there's frustration both ways. Uh, money is impacting things, but I, I, I can't see how money is the, the end result. Um, there is no cost saving to the province from, from what's been proposed. Well, let me just play a clip. Jeff Urick was on earlier today uh, on this radio station, the Minister of Environment, Conservation and Parks, and uh, he says what he's doing here by uh, sending out this directive is making the conservation authorities focus on flooding. Well, what we're doing is making the conservation authorities deal 
with their mandate, and that's dealing with flooding, and it's something that uh, uh, we need more focus on, and that's why we're, we're cutting down the conservation authorities to their core mandates, and flooding is, is number one on the list, as, as well as uh, protecting our drinking water. So, uh, I, you know, I, I reassure Ontarians that uh, we're taking flooding and the changes uh, due to uh, the changing weather conditions and climate change uh, very seriously, and, and that's why we're focusing the, the mandates on the conservation authorities. In other words, he says, uh, we're narrowing the focus and prioritizing, and you say what? Well, I, I love his language, uh, but the reality is flooding has never not been an incredibly huge priority and responsibility. This is public safety, um, all kinds of legal liability around this, and we invest heavily in it, but the province doesn't. 20 years ago, they cut that funding by 80%. That level, that reduced level of funding we've dealt with, the municipalities have made up the shortfall. We find money elsewhere to keep this program going. So of that remaining provincial contribution, last spring they cut 50% of that again. So uh, currently the province pays less than 7% of our costs to operate flood control. And in addition... They just gave us direction that we cannot use our user fees or approach our municipalities to make up the money they just cut from us. So I, I appreciate the comments from Minister Yurick, and I appreciate his interest in flood control. But when it comes to financial support, uh, we, we are not feeling like we're being supported and given the tools to do the job effectively. Well, let me play you then one final quip, uh, clip rather, where he said he's still going to keep talking with the stakeholders. Listen. Part of, of Bill 108 allows us to uh, add certain mandates uh, for certain time periods. So we're going to be looking and sitting down with all, all stakeholders involved. We've got Ducks Unlimited. We've got municipalities. We have the conservation authorities this coming fall. We're going to have a discussion of what we want as, a, as or it is the core mandates, what they can follow, and they can have a discussion of what additional uh, projects they'd like to take on. And uh, how do you feel then? Uh, are you heartened by that much? Uh, is it signaling that, you know, there will still be engagement from the province and uh, your group? Well, yeah, I, I, I am encouraged by that comment. And that's, that's the message we've been trying to deliver to the province this week is can we please sit down? Uh, we are hoping we're misinterpreting the, the language and the message that we got last Friday and the, the opportunity to um, consider some expanded services to be uh, defined as core or critical by the province. We we welcome that, and we welcome those conversations with stakeholders. So that is good news. All right. Uh, we'll leave on that positive note. I appreciate your giving us your perspective from that of a Conservation Authority General Manager, Ian Wilcox, with the Upper Thames Conservation Authority out London Way. Thanks so much for your time. Great. Thanks so much, John. You got it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.